Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and I'm glad to have you hanging out here with us today. Um, I'd like to ask a little forgiveness right here in the beginning. I am uh, I'm recording this in my truck. I'm currently driving north um, from Utah up to Idaho. We've got a clinic in Salmon, Idaho coming up um, Tuesday and Wednesday this week, and that should be pretty dang good, but... Anyways, with uh, Easter weekend, uh, it was busy, and then, of course, I'm going to do this uh, clinic debrief for you all. We just got back from our extreme uh, trail clinic in Utah, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. But anyways, it's been busy, so I haven't had a chance to sit down quiet and record this debrief, so I'm going to do it while I'm driving. So you're going to hear some background noise. You probably hear the truck and... I got this annoying change drawer in my truck. Um, every time I hit a bump, it rattles. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm sorry about the background sounds, but hopefully, hopefully, you appreciate the clinic debrief enough that you'll forgive me and, and we'll just have a good day, huh? So, last week, our extreme trail clinic. Um, you might have heard of this as a rock crawling clinic. They're a lot of fun. But this one was probably... I don't know if it's my absolute favorite. I'm not sure I can pick a favorite. But it was really good. It was uh, It was also very different. So, for those of you that have no clue what I'm talking about, every year we do two or three of these extreme trail riding clinics. Basically what it is... It's an application of all the mulemanship skills that we teach and that we practice. We're putting them to use out on the trail. Um, remember, that's, that's how I got into this, is I enjoy three things with my mules, basically. I enjoy trail riding, I enjoy packing, and I enjoy ranch work. And that's where I learned how valuable all the skills that we teach in the regular clinics, all that stuff, I learned the value of it out there. And so this clinic puts it to use, and, and uh, it's tough country. Um, we do this clinic in the Santa Fe Swell, which is in eastern Utah. And it's tough canyon country. Rocks everywhere, it's desert, it's dry. Um, it's tough, but it is absolutely beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I just love every everything about the San Rafael. That is my happy place. That's my favorite place to ride. That's that's why I do what I do. I enjoy it so much out there, and, and so I like to share it with you guys. I like to share it with people. And so we take groups of serious riders, and we go out there, and we have three days of fun. It's, it's just major for confidence building, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But it's a good time. So, anyways, we just had one of those. Now, usually, uh, these clinics are sold out with wait lists. And at the beginning of this year, this clinic was full. But we had a whole bunch of last-minute cancellations. In fact, for this clinic, we ended up having actually... Um, nine basically last minute cancellations and I was able to fill a couple spots so we ended up with five people and, and uh, I have to get permits for this type of deal to ride out there and, and um, my permit only allows 15 humans 15 humans total so I usually take 12 participants and then I got me and Sky and, and then my good buddy Sam Scaling who's been on this podcast also he usually comes with us and, uh, and and cooks for us and he usually rides when he's there so anyways that puts the 15 limit there so this clinic we had a whole bunch of last minute cancellations and we only ended up with 5 participants which is so rare and just crazy out there it's just 
It's just really crazy. That just never happens. But I don't know what it is. Maybe the COVID culture has made it so easy to cancel. And it and it's a little worrisome. Um, this isn't the only clinic this year that I've had lots of last-minute cancellations. We changed the way we do deposits. Uh, now we only require like a $100 deposit on these clinics. And in this particular clinic, we just have them pay half of the fee. So it's a little bit more for this clinic. But, but still, I don't know, because the deposits are so cheap for some people that they... It's just not a big deal, and so last minute they just quit, cancel, don't show. I don't know what it is, but I'm having that problem at almost all of my clinics this year. And uh, like right now, I'm headed to Salmon, Idaho, and I kid you not, we've had we've probably had 15 people cancel on us in the last two or three weeks, and it bothers me a little bit. Now, now, not just from from my standpoint as a clinician and going there to teach because I I want you know I want people there that want to learn and so if they don't want to be there I totally get it but but it, it troubles me a little bit on the mulemanship side of things because you know your your ride starts way before you actually get there and start riding your mule. Your your planning, your commitment, your thought process beforehand before you start working with your mule is so critical. I just, I, I wish, uh, I wish people would understand how important it is that you be in the right frame of mind and be committed before you go work your, with your mules. And this last-minute cancel culture that's going on, that kind of tells me a lot about people. It tells me that they're not that committed, and 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 how this is going to help, or how this is going to not be helpful to you with your mulemanship is. Is maybe you're gonna you're gonna plan to ride on Saturday, and you're thinking about it through the week. You're gonna ride on Saturday, but then you start getting some things. People call you, and and there's some other things that come up, other plans, and and you start getting these obstacles in the road that are starting to deter you from committing to your ride on Saturday. By the time you get to Friday you've probably made up your mind that you're not going to ride on Saturday and, and Saturday comes and you definitely don't don't do anything and, and this continues now, this might even be happening just through the week through the weekday like maybe you're alright when I get home from work I'm going to ride and towards lunch it's things are looking a little bit down and by the time you get done working you're like I just want to go home and sit on the couch watch TV but this thought pattern this easily canceled culture that's happening um, that I'm seeing a ton it's affecting the mule, at least my mule world at least the clinic world it's not good on mulemanship so if this is you, if you're dealing with some of this thought process you need to commit and and make some, make some changes in your thought process and your mental structure how you're planning your rides and planning your day and you need to be a little bit more committed because here's the deal you can't fake it to your mule your mule knows if you're in it or not they know if you want to be there or if you don't want to be there maybe you even actually maybe you you do good and you actually get out there and you do ride and you don't talk yourself out of it you don't cancel on yourself but you're not quite there because you're not sure you want to be there you're not sure you don't have other things to do. And I just encourage you guys to commit a little harder, stick to it a little bit better. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at here. I'm just kind of rambling on with my thought process of this cancellation, how easy it is to, to quit on your mules and, and things. And so hopefully hopefully that's not you. Hopefully you're you're a good committed person and you're not going to cancel on yourself and on your mule. So, anyways, back to my clinic debrief. Sorry I got off on that rabbit hole there. But we had all these last-minute cancellations. We only ended up with five participants. But it was actually really cool. Um, I've never had that small of a group out there before. But I really liked it, actually. Um, the people that showed up, 
um, four of the five were very committed to getting some help. Um, they really wanted help. They asked incredible questions. And I feel like we made the most progress as far as confidence building and getting willingness from both rider and mule that we've ever gotten. It was really cool. So this is how these clinics work. We, uh, everybody meets uh, in town. Um, in this case, we met on Tuesday, met in town, and, and I have everybody convoy in and follow me in because it's quite a ways back in the desert, uh, back in some wilderness and BLM areas, and it's, it's quite a little, little drive out of town, about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes out of town, just out in the middle of the desert in these canyons. And so we convoy out there, and, and uh, we set up camp, help my buddy Sam get his cook tent up. He's got a big cook tent, brings his chuck wagon. It's a really cool chuck wagon, and, and Sam's an incredible cook. And so we help him set up, and then we have a little, a little meet and greet, uh, a little plan, and we just kind of talk about how things are going. And, and uh, you know, I'm starting to learn, and, and I'm not good at it, so forgive me, but the, the way we talk about ourselves, and I need to get better about this, but the way we talk about ourselves and talk about our mules, it really comes to pass more so than we want to. And it was, it was interesting talking to one of the guys there, and he was, he was really worried about his mule, which, which kind of, he, he was just hoping that things were going to go good. And, and, and we had a couple experienced ladies there. Janet, a lady named Janet, a lady named Elaine were there. And, and they've been coming to these clinics, they've been four years now coming to these. And, and they're experienced, they know how these things work. So I have, I have these two ladies share their experiences, share some highlights of past clinics and, and kind of fill in the three new people, fill them in a little bit and tell them how things are going to go. And this one fella, he was seeming to be a little bit more nervous already. And uh, his mule was, was green, but it's six years old and, and just a real gentle mule, real real nice uh, kind of mule. But he seemed a little worried. And and uh, he, he wasn't super positive about things going good. He just kept saying like, oh, I just hope I stay on. I just hope I don't fall off. And 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 like really low standards, I guess. And by the time you guys come to this clinic, if you get into this clinic, you really shouldn't be talking like that. That shouldn't be the case. You should be, you should be positive uh, about at least your abilities to get something done. Now, it it's no big deal if you have something green because I'm going to tell you a little bit. I rode a mule named Lariette, who's a four-year-old, and I rode Dally, who's a three-year-old. And uh, you know, so they're just young and real inexperienced and if you've been following along with Dally you guys know exactly where she is so very inexperienced but anyways he, he seemed pretty worried about things which was the first kind of red flag but we had a little meet and greet made the plan for the next day everybody went to bed pretty early day one of the clinic we we did a big ride we ended up doing over 20 miles, uh, a beautiful loop, a big loop, and it was a great introductory ride, nothing too challenging at all. Um, well, it's challenging enough to test you, so I kind of learned where everybody's at, but, but not so challenging that it's going to pressure you or, or really spook you. Um, but we do some technical spots. We do lots of little rock hopping spots where we do individual obstacles, basically get the mules to step up onto these rocks of various sizes, and we start real simple. And, and I start this day off right out of camp. There's a couple really small little ledges. I'm talking like 12-inch to 16-inch ledges, just little steps. I mean, your, your step into your horse trailer is bigger than these, okay? The reason I start there is I want to make yes mules. And I also want to make yes humans, most importantly, yes human. 
and just build willingness and build confidence and let those mules know that they can do it. See, if you, if you bite off more than you can chew, if you do too much in the beginning, you can, you can damage confidence. You can bring confidence down in a human or a mule. And so we start real simple. And, and even the ladies like Janet and Elaine that have been there years and years, and like myself and like Skye and Sam, that we've been doing this for a long time, we start all the meals out on those simple little obstacles and just get quick, easy yeses. And all day long, we're very careful to build up to obstacles. So we increment a little more challenging, a little more challenging. In fact, that's how I do the entire clinic each day is every day gets a little bit more challenging, but we go in order like that so that we're building yeses. If you've listened to previous podcasts, you've heard me talk a million times about my goal is to get the mule ready. I want the mule to be ready to do whatever I'm going to ask him to do. Ready to stop, ready to turn, ready to jump, ready to, to back up ready to walk trot lope I want to get them ready and it's no different here so that was the first day we had a couple situations and this this fellow I was telling you about that was a little worried about his mule he come to me about halfway through the ride and and just before he actually came to me I was looking for a way down a canyon and I and I wanted to find my way down this big canyon this big hole uh, really challenging. And now this clinic, we are not taking the trail. Even though it's called Extreme Trail Riding Clinic, it's just extreme riding. There's no trail involved, really. There's no trail. And so I'm trying to find my way down this. And, and I heard him in the back make a comment. He said, gosh, why, why are you trying to find your way down there? Can't we just ride? And the thing is, is I... I didn't respond to that at all, but <clears throat> I was thinking to myself, "Man, why are you, why, why are you here?" Um, the point of the, the the point of this clinic, this ride, is not to follow the trail and not to just ride. We are we're doing obstacles on purpose. We are doing challenging things on purpose. I'm looking for challenges. I'm looking to to get better. I'm not, I'm not trying to take the easy route. I'm looking for the next obstacle to overcome. And that's kind of my mentality about everything I do with my mules is, is I want to overcome obstacles. I want to get better. I'm not content with just riding. I want to find something better. Anyways, we're, so I'm thinking that to myself, man, why, I don't know why you're here because like you knew getting into this, this was going to be a challenging experience. And I'm, we're trying to find ways. I'm not just... You know, there is no trail to follow for one. We're just, we're out there looking for fun, really. So he said that. Then he comes to me and and he was he was upset. So the mule that he was riding, uh, now, like I said, it was a gentle, it's a gentle mule. Um, and it wasn't that much of a handful, but for him it was a handful. This, this fella had an injured ankle and so I know this guy was in pain. He had a, he had just had surgery on his ankle not long ago, and so he was in pain. And I'm sure he was irritable. So I, I really try hard not to be offended by people because I believe being offended is a choice. And so I'm trying hard not to be offended by this fella. But he he's upset, and I and I, and I know people when you know when we get hurt we get irritable and we we get upset and we're a little ornery, right? So I'm trying to understand this from his point of view. <clears throat> But he comes to me, and, and I had referred him to a, a good friend of mine um, in Montana that does a great job, a good hand, a good guy. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his training. Um, does a good job, but I had referred this fella to him. So this guy comes up, and, he said, and, he, and he's real upset that I referred him to this trainer. So he, he's now he's... He's gone that he's mad that I'm, I'm looking for different routes. And now he's upset that I referred him to this trainer. And he doesn't think this trainer did a good enough job. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? We're like, how is this even relevant right now? And, um, and I kind of went on the trainer's side of things because, for one, this guy's a good friend of mine. 
But he also does a good job. I know he does a good job. And so I, I, think, I think people should take more accountability for their own animals and not just blame trainers and not just blame everybody else. Everybody's so quick to, to blame someone else. Take some accountability, you know. And so I said, well, I, I refer people that I think do a dang good job. And, and, uh, but I also told them one of my favorite quotes. You know, I, I trust everybody. You know, it's that, I think it was Reagan that said, trust but verify. And I said, you need to do the same thing with, with any trainer, with anybody, with a contractor, with a, somebody that lays tile, somebody that, uh, you know, is, is a framer, somebody that is your mechanic, you know. Trust but verify. Like, okay, I know the mechanic fixed my truck, but I'm going to go in my truck, I'm going to test drive it to make sure it's actually fixed. And it's no different here. And I asked him questions, and I think I really irritated him. Um, I, I think I offended him because basically I put it back in his lap saying, hey, you, you need to be more accountable here. You need to be more responsible here. And, and also, he hadn't ridden this mule much, and that's one of the reasons I got out of training was um, because I would do so much work on these mules, and then I'd send them home, and the people wouldn't ride. Next thing I know, it's six months later, and they go get on just like this fella, and they're upset with the mule. And that's kind of what was going on here too. So he went to that, and then, and then he went on. So this guy kept kind of going on with different things. He was he was just mad at the world that day. And that's like I said, I'm trying not to be offended. Uh, but then he was upset that he thought that I wasn't helping him. He says, "You haven't helped me at all today." And and I said, "Are you kidding me? Are you serious?" And I had been giving him tips all day long, trying to help him work through some things. Now, they were basically the same tips over and over because he needed to hear them. He needed to do some of these things. Like when his meal was getting a little, little wound up, I was telling him to do some serpentine, some figure eights, and he wasn't really doing them with any intent. I don't think he understood what I was trying to get him to do. And it wasn't that I wasn't giving him tips to do. It's just that he wasn't doing the, the few tips I was giving him. And the other part of this, too, is I think he wanted more. Like, okay, you told me that already. Give me more. Well, if you're not ready for more, you why should I <clears throat> why should I tell you something different? Tell you something else until you've got the one thing down. So, anyways, this this poor fella was just upset at the world, and it kind of put a uh, it kind of put a, a cloud, a, it kind of put a black cloud over the clinic on that day, and and it was. Uh, and I didn't really know how to get out of it. And like I said, I don't hold a fence. So on the way out, so we're only halfway through the ride and he did this. And after that, he was pretty much shut down. He wasn't talking to anybody um, much. He he did ask Sam, he said, so why would I ever need any of this stuff? So he was, at this point now, he's upset that we're doing any of these obstacles and things. He's like, I never run into any of this stuff on the trail. And my buddy Sam, who's who's a great ambassador for mules, and he says, well, you know, I've been working through this with my mules for years, and they'll go anywhere I want. And that's the point, is to build confidence. Sure, you don't have to do these things, but can you, and what kind of confidence can you build when you do these obstacles? And But the, this fellow wasn't seeing it, and... And then he was pretty well shut off to me. He wasn't willing. He wasn't willing to talk to me at all. I was giving him some tips uh, on the way out, just trying to talk to him, and, and he was done. He was done with me. He's, I'm sure he's upset with me. So I was trying really hard. I have, you know, as a clinician, I have a way of, of. It's fortunate and unfortunate on my end. I can control the mood of a clinic. Like, I can influence people to be really happy. I can influence them to be anxious. I can influence them to be confident and just my attitude. So I really had to get myself together on this first day and, and try to keep building people up and not let this cloud rain on us. And, uh, you know, the rest of the day was, was pretty good. It was a long ride, like I said. And, uh, you know, everybody else did really good. They were trying. They were working. They are trying to get better. And I, and I was really adamant about telling them that, hey, this first day, I really need you guys to practice these things 
do the things on this first day. Do the obstacles so that you're prepared for day two and day three. In the past, on this clinic, it's usually the ones that don't do a lot of stuff on day one. And so if any of you are listening and you're coming to the, the, the future uh, Rock Crown Clinics, you want to take note that you do stuff and get good on day one. You get confident on day one because it's going to affect the rest of the trip. <clears throat> Anyways, we finished the day. All right, we get back, and uh, my buddy Sam, he cooked steaks for us. Steaks and potatoes and vegetables, and uh, it was a good supper. And every each evening around the fire, we do a highlight talk. So I asked everybody um, to share a highlight from the day. Like, what was their high point? What was what was the highlight of the day? And we're going around, and you know, Janet's talking about how great her mule she she brought a mule named Loretta who's a bridal mule finished bridal mule and is fantastic a really really good mule and and Janet was trying to get more precise on the moves and she was doing a great job and Elaine brought her mule named Amos and and I've known uh, Elaine and Amos since since they come together really I, I was there when Elaine bought the mule and she's come a long ways with that mule and it was so cool we were talking about her. Her mule was finally a yes mule, and we joked that, you know, before this, the mule was a was a, a hell no mule, and now it's a yes mule. So that was really rewarding to see. Um, uh, we had another lady from California come out. Her name was Patty, and uh, Patty had a mule named Jesse. Now Patty has some issues with Jesse in camp. In the first day there, she actually had a hard time saddling Jesse. Jesse was real wound up, pacing in her in her corral there, uh, and just a really anxious mule. But we get back after this ride, and her mule, Jesse, is absolutely quiet. She is tired, and I w- we were talking the next couple of days because she didn't have any trouble with pe- with uh, Jesse being anxious or worried the rest of the time, and she thought it was purely physical exhaustion but the mule's just too tired that definitely has a little piece of it maybe that has a I'd say a 30% value in the behavior because I've seen a lot of mules that are exhausted to the bone still be able to buck somebody off so the instinct often overrides the physical exhaustion that's why a horse or a mule can I mean they can run themselves to death right so I was trying to explain to her, though, that, you know, Jesse's looking so good because you have engaged her mentally all day long. And the second and the third day, the same thing. She engaged this meal mentally. And that's the piece that so many of us miss is, yeah, we're doing the physical work. We're loping the circles. We're doing the turns, blah, 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 blah. But the mental engagement the thinking is so amazing. And that's one of my favorite things about this clinic, this this type of clinic, is the mental engagement that we get from both mule and rider. And I was telling her how she rode with the mule. They went together, and and she had to think. She shared that her, her highlight that day was when I told her, don't follow the butt in front of you. And she said she realized that she'd been doing that her whole life, just following the butt in front of her, just following the other animals. And I wanted her to follow her own eyes, follow the tracks in front of you. Look at the rocks, look at the trail, look at the feet in front of you, follow those. So you're directing the mule. You're not just, you're not just gazing at the views and poking along. So that was her highlight. Brennan, good guy. I was I was really happy to have Brennan there with us. And uh, <laughs> he just had a kind of a vague highlight. He's just like, I think he was just the whole day. He's like, the whole day, everything. He, he was such a happy guy. He said everything was a highlight. I just love being there. All of it. And, you know, Brennan was really good about 
putting himself out there. He tried every obstacle. He was busy with his mule. He did not just poke along at any point. He was busy doing everything, and it was super fun watching him. He's, he's a really happy guy, and his mule, Viona, uh, who, in fact, you guys, if you want to know who this fella is, he's on my video library. Um, we used Viona in our hard-to-catch videos, uh, ready-to-catch. <clears throat> Viona was a superstar there. So, anyways, that's who it is, but very happy guy, and, it, and it's amazing. His mule's a happy mule, too. It's cool to see the, see how, you know, these mules reflect the human very, very often like this, especially people that have had their mules a long time. They really take on the, the attitude of the, the rider. And then this other, this other fellow I was telling you about earlier, Fred, he, he, like I said, I think he was, he was upset with me and, and didn't have a good day, and I think he was in pain. And he just said, I'm just happy I, I didn't fall off. And, uh, and I said, that's, that's it, huh? And, yep. Well, we need to raise our standards. We can, there's a lot more to riding than just staying on the things. Like, that's, that's the very lowest standard of haul. And anyways, he, he didn't care. He's, he's turned off. And so we kind of moved on past that. And, and Sky talked about her highlights. One of her highlights was, was loping cupcake her mule cupcake with happy ears cupcake often gets her ears back and doesn't want to really, really lope not happy with loping doesn't feel good loping anyways this time she loped down the wash with happy ears ears forward which is really cool big highlight <clears throat> and of course my highlight for that day was riding lariat i hadn't ro haven't rode lariat much all winter long and she's just a four-year-old just a colt just a baby and and she did really good that day too so that was our first day. Day two was even better. It was it was amazing. But we start out the day and I get the first bad news. Fred doesn't want to continue. So Fred drops out. And uh, it was unfortunate. But he's he was unhappy and in pain and and he came to me that morning. He says, I he, he was up still upset with me. He said, I think you really need to tell people they shouldn't bring green mules out here. And, you know, of course, I didn't want to get in any argument with him or, or pressure him at all because he'd made up his mind. He's through. But I wanted to say, what do you think I'm on? I'm on Lariette, a four-year-old, very, very green, just a snaffle bit mule. And I also riding Dally out here. Dally was coming up next. She's coming up soon here. Dally, this is her, this is going to be her seventh, her sixth and seventh ride total. Brand new colt. Now, I understand people are going to say, well, Ty, your abilities are different. Yes, that's true. But he, he's, he's telling me I shouldn't have any colts out here at all because it's a tough ride. And I respect that. But I disagree. And also, Sky's on Cupcake, a five-year-old. And anyways, the mule he brought is a six-year-old. So um, anyways, I said, okay, all right, sure. And and he, he didn't come that day. So now we got... We're down to just four participants. We got Brendan, Elaine, Janet, and Patty. And I tell you what, ride number two, day number two was amazing. So on on this day, it's a lot of technical stuff. So day one is a little technical, a little bit of rock crawling, a little bit of rock hopping, um, individual obstacle type things. Day two is all technical and a lot of exposure. So we basically ride along a bench. On, we rode along this bench on this day two. And you're, you're riding along this bench that's, that's, you're up, oh, probably, I don't know, about 100 feet above the, the valley. So, and you're riding alongside a cliff that's another 1,000 foot up. So you got this major exposure. And you look out, you can look out there, and it, you're, you're high up in the air. You're pretty high up. And you're doing all this technical stuff on this bench. You're going over rocks, around rocks, between rocks, ups and downs, and you're right along this cliff's edge. You're right on the edge of the bench. So sometimes you you have, I'm serious, two feet to three feet 
width from the cliff to the rocks that you're trying to go around. So you're you're getting some major exposure, and it and it grabs your guts. It just makes you, uh, it gets you tight. But it is amazing how how good the mules handle this, and they're going up and around. They are just like mountain goats, and it's so cool. But day two is one of the biggest confidence builders of the whole thing, and that's what this clinic is about: is building confidence. It's amazing to see your mule realize that they can do this. It's even more amazing to see your mules realize that they can go where you want to go. They can see where you're where you're looking. They can see where you want to ride and they do it. And you're seeing how little it takes from your aids, your seats, your legs, your reins to get it done. And day two just really, really encompassed this. So we ride this bench out and then we kind of ride the river back to camp and uh, this ride's about six hours and it was it was a lot of fun a lot of laughing a lot of happiness and that black cloud had lifted and it was it was really really a good day we got back and and the highlights that day were were fun Um, everybody pushed themselves that day everybody pushed themselves and wanted to be better and that was so amazing you know your attitude is so important. Everybody there, those four, were so happy to be there, and they wanted to get better. A couple of them were scared to death um, because it was some challenging situations. And then plus, being on the cliff, the exposure really tested you. And so you really had to stay balanced and trust your mule. We've talked about balance and straightness. But you really had to ride good in these technical situations you had to sit correctly so that you could help your mule through this. And I feel like, you know, we talk about riding balanced. And people can talk about it all day riding balanced in the arena on flat ground. But riding balanced when you're out there, when you're going up and down, over and through, and that, that center of balance is constantly changing. It's shifting with every step. It shifts. And being conscious about that and how you sit I feel like everybody should get to experience that at least once and see how well they can help their mule out. So that was a lot of fun. Day three just topped it off. Amazing. Um, So the first two days we spent down in the canyons. The last day we went up on top. So now we're up on top of these cliffs, um, up on top of the canyon, looking down instead of down looking up. And I like to start out in the canyons. It's, it's a beautiful camp we got. If you can picture it, there's these giant red slick rock sandstone cliffs surrounding you. There's a peaceful little river that flows through there, nice and quiet little river. And we make camp there, sit around the fire, and you just have a 360 view of big cliffs. And it just oh, it makes you feel... It's so good to be out there. You can see that night, you know, when the sun goes down, those stars are just brilliant. And the moon was out every night, so you could see that moon just reflect off the cliffs around you. It just makes you feel so good to be there. So I like being down there. But on the last day, we, we, we climb out of there, climb up to the top. And it's a, it's a whole new world up on top. In fact, it's even different sandstone. It's Navajo sandstone, and, and it's a little different than the mossback type sandstone formations and uh, different riding so we start out the day and everybody's looking good and I rode Dally I decided to ride Dally this third day and and it was so good to be with these people because they all everyone of them asked me how, how can we help you what would you anything you'd like us to do anything that we can do to help you with Dally and every one of these people that follow along with the Dally Diaries are familiar and uh, so they were great and Dally just did amazing. Um, the third day is very technical with big obstacles and jumps. So day one, we do lots of introduction, a little technical, a little jumping. Um, day two, we do lots of technical. Day three is a combination of technical and jumps. So it's testing physical, the physical endurance of the mule and the rider and the mental endurance of both. It was really cool. 
and it really pushed everybody. It pushed everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, day three, just everybody coming together. And, and, you know, one of my favorite things that I feel like we need more of, it, you need, everybody needs to have a fan. Everybody needs a little fan club. People that support you, that love you, that want you to be better, but also push you so that you can be better. The third day of this clinic, the four of them, it was really cool to see them cheering each other on, supporting each other. Also, everybody was cheering for the mules. And it's such a different concept when everybody gets cheering for the mules and it's not just about the rider it's not just about us the world is bigger than us humans cheer for the mule and I feel like that was one of the lessons that I got from this clinic that I really loved was everybody was cheering for all the mules that was so cool I just love that I, I wish you could all experience that at some point somebody cheering you on but also cheering your mule on. It means a lot. And uh, it was great. Now, we had one little mishap, and I'll mention this on the podcast, even though I don't want to. But not everything is sunshine and rainbows. So just about as we're finishing the last day of... So this is day three. Everybody's getting good. Everybody's getting handy. We have one obstacle that is very touchy to get back to camp. And you really got to pay attention. And this is a lesson in not following the butt, but following your own trail, where you should go, where you need to go. Paying attention. So this is a lesson in that. And it's it's a tough lesson, so I'm sorry. But <clears throat> we're go, we go down the spot you got to jump down this it's just a little two foot a little two foot ledge it's nothing big like like I said your your trailer your trailer is a bigger step than this however you got to step down and it's a pretty good slope it's a pretty good grade going down so there's a lot of momentum pulling you you need to make this step and you need to make an immediate left and this is why all the skills that we practice in the clinics is so critical here and I just wish people would 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 take that a little bit more serious and I'm not saying that this that Brendan didn't take it serious because he, he was doing great but everything we do has a why to it so you need to step down this little ledge make an immediate left come to a stop and then you need to kind of wander your way off of this rock. And the obstacle is really not that big a deal if you do it correctly. If you do it wrong, it can be it can be really tough. <clears throat> now there's a there's a juniper tree sitting there. We went down, and I tried to tell everybody to stay on the left side of the juniper tree. Do not go to the right of the juniper tree. Do not. The reason you don't want to go to the right of that juniper tree is because it's a, it's, it's a slick rock face. And it, it looks very innocent, but it, it is slick rock. It's called slick rock for a reason. It's slick. And basically, it, it, it kind of rounds off, and it goes to... <coughs> if, if you had some grip, you could follow it all the way down. It's about a five-foot ledge. It's not really a ledge. It's just rounded rock. But it's really slick. So you can't really walk off of it with the mules. They'll just slip. So I go down. Sky goes down. We're trying to show the way. And Janet comes down, and she goes to the right of the rock, or the right of the juniper tree. She makes it just fine. But I told the next person, nope, go to the left of that. Elaine comes down. She goes to the right of it. She, she misses it again. So I say again, go to the left of the juniper tree. Do not come over there to the right. It's too dangerous. So Brennan comes off with his mule, Viona, and the mule overdoes that little two-foot ledge. 
a little two foot jump, she she way over overdoes that. And so she kind of lands hard, and then she and then he goes to the right of the juniper tree too. Only he's got too much momentum. The mule's going too fast. There wasn't enough speed control, and the mule starts slipping down this slick rock, and it's slipping, slipping, slipping. It's going too fast. It slips all the way down. Brennan's in the middle of it, and uh, you know it's hard to pick somebody apart in this situation because he didn't he did not do that on purpose he didn't want to come off that slick rock on purpose he wasn't looking for that we we're trying to go the other way but this is this is why we need to keep our mule centered but as he's coming off it's the only thing i can nitpick there other than following your own trail rather than the butt in front of you is he was pulling as hard as he could back on both reins as hard as he could but this mule's going and when he's pulling, this mule's braced up. So when it, she kind of just slides right off. But when she lands, she's so tight that she kind of trips. And uh, she kind of comes down on her side and rolls right over on Brennan's leg. <coughs> now, luckily, he didn't break anything. But his leg was pretty sore. The mule got up. She was just fine. No big deal at all. She wasn't injured at all. But Brennan was was a little bit sore and this was a disappointing way to kind of end this was like the last obstacle of the day everybody was safe and doing good up to that point so this was a little disappointing way to end but Brennan was really upset about the confidence and he was worried he said man I'm, I'm worried that Viona won't want to do any of this again is she going to be too scared and I tried to explain how confidence works here. But he had built so much confidence in that mule. That mule was so willing to do everything for him, anything for him. She has so much confidence that this, I, I was trying to tell him, the mule's not hurt, the mule's just fine. It might take her confidence down a little bit. But she had so much confidence there that it's not going to, it's not going to be detrimental. And, and on the way back, we we just played on a couple little rocks, uh, a couple little obstacles that were no big deal. And he got yeses from her. But, you know, you got to be careful. And we, you got to work on stuff. But stuff can happen, unfortunately. And, and especially when you're riding in rough country like this. And I might get hate mail. People saying, well, you shouldn't take your mules there. Well, you don't have to. But I enjoy that country, and I enjoy the confidence that it builds, and and the dangers are are minimal compared to compared to what you're going to get out of doing that and out of riding there. The the benefits outweigh the costs immensely. So I'm still willing to do it, but I'll do the best I can to prepare my mule so that it can have success out there. Now, like I said, I rode Dally on this day. I rode Dally a colt on everything and she, and she did it. She did everything fantastic. Just great. And you can watch her on the video library. Sky took a few videos of her out there. And so colts can do it. Um, but we got to work on getting that brace out of everything. You got to work on getting those feet loosened up. Got to work on keeping them centered. And that was a great place to to practice that it's a great place to practice that so anyways everybody got back and and uh, a lot of happiness even though we had that little little incident Brendan hurt his leg some everybody was super happy super uplifting excited Every, they all well out of the three out of the four there um uh, two of them said they want to come back for sure. Janet said immediately, she says she, she wants in, and, and something cool about, and Elaine wants in too, but both these lady, ladies have been four years in a row, and if you come five years in a row to these, which for one, takes a lot of dedication because to get into these, you have to have ridden in a clinic with me that year, a regular clinic, and then you got to come, come do these and keep coming back. And, but if you come five years in a row, we give buckles away. We've only had one person make it five years in a row. That was Nancy Baldock. And she got a buckle last year. But uh, 
Janet says she's in. Elaine says she's in. So they'll be getting buckles next year when they come. That was pretty neat. And I'm sure Brennan will want to come back. And and uh, I don't know about Patty. I think it was quite the experience for Miss Patty. Um, but she did great. And all the mules did so good. It was amazing seeing the confidence that those mules got out of that. So, you know, a lot, a lot of good stuff. A lot of lessons learned. A lot of fun. And um, you never know. Maybe... Uh, since I had such a small group and had so much success out of a small group, I might I might make some changes and do these smaller groups out there, possibly. So, anyways, big thanks to Sky. She was great. She took lots of good pictures. Sky is such a good cheerleader for everybody. She she helps me be so much better. She wants you guys to succeed, and that makes me want you guys to succeed. And, and we want you guys to have fun and have confidence but Sky's a great cheerleader big thanks to Sam what a cook man I was I just I'm never going to forget sitting sitting beneath those cliffs around the fire every morning eating good breakfast and visiting with everybody great times it was so nice just sit there and let the sun warm you up hear the crackling of the fire and of course big thanks to the participants that made it so much fun and so rewarding and of course the good mules that got us there so anyways that's your clinic recap um hey i would love to hear from you guys if you if you'd be so kind as to leave a review uh, if you think we deserve five stars please leave it there and and uh, leave a little review let me know what you think of these podcasts Uh, i'd love to hear from you so anyways Thank you very much. God bless, and we will see you down the road.